This is Zach. And Kayla. And we are here for episode four of Bar Hoppin' and House Shoppin'. And as promised, we have our realtor here, Becky Hopkins. Hi, Becky. Hi. Thanks for coming. We're really excited to have you here. I'm excited to be here. Um, oh, and again, this week is brought to you by PBR and three servings of Eagle Rare. <laughs> We're on a bourbon kick at, um, you know, noon on a Saturday. Um, so make sure, again, if you like what you're hearing, subscribe and share the podcast because that is what we need to get more listeners. This week, we actually hit 100 listens on our podcast. So Yay. thank you for everyone who's been listening and tuning Cheers. in to that. <laughs> we appreciate you. Um, we have Twitter and Instagram at Bar Shopping, B-A-R-S-H-O-P-P-I-N. And of course, you can always text us at 928-380-3974. Still waiting for our first text. <laughs> we want to hear from you. Although we did get some questions in via the F book and the Instagram this week for Becky. So we're excited to have her um, share some insight with those um, later in the episode. First, I think we want to give an update on how the house shopping is going this week. Do you want to start? Well, after we put that uh, offer in on the last house and it didn't take, <laughs> uh, we took a little bit of a break, a few days without looking at anything. There wasn't really anything on. Yeah. It was really quiet. We've been under a lot of snow in the Midwest, and house shopping is pretty slow. And now, a um, bunch more houses hopped on, so we've, you know, going at lunch breaks and after work and here and there, just running, looking at houses, trying to <laughs> find something we want to put an offer on. Yep. Um, so Becky will call us and say... Let's go. Let's go. What time today? Can you be there? Um, and Zach actually works from home, so his schedule's a little bit more flexible, but he does have a lot more work than I do. Um, so I'm scheduling around meetings. He's scheduling around his workload. So it's been it's been pretty good. Um, Becky's been really flexible with us, so Absolutely. we're grateful for her. Um, I also started a weird things that we've seen in homes on our Instagram account. Um, at Bar Shopping, and we've seen some pretty weird things this week. This week has been a little different for us. Um, there was the house with the kitchen that was, it was a nice U-shaped kitchen, really well done, um, but it was like tiny. Yeah, it was like two feet wide in the middle of the U-shape. So you have to like slide in, cook, slide out, turn around, <laughs> slide back in, wash your dishes. Yep. <laughs> what else did we see this week? <laughs> um, well, that same house, um, you had to go through a bathroom to get off the kitchen, oh, through the bathroom to get to the third bedroom. That was weird. It's a little odd. The bathroom was nice too. Beautiful bathroom. Yeah, it was just weird to, yeah. yeah. You don't usually walk through a bathroom to get to a bedroom. No. Especially off the kitchen. All of that yeah, was weird. That was odd. For sure. <laughs> we had some weird things. This I guess week. if you had some bad food, it's handy. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, it's handy. That was house as a no go from 
the street that it was on though. Too busy. Yeah. Too busy. Um, we also had a lighted porch. Do you want to talk about that? Glowy. Zach was pretty excited about this. It was a little weird, but we kind of liked it. Yeah, it was a little concrete porch with like the glass blocks. Like you see a lot of times in bathroom windows and stuff like that with <laughs> like a rope light or something behind it. It was so, really bright. Yeah. And some crazy mosaic tiles all around it. Yeah. I shared a picture of it on the Instagram. You have to just see it to believe it. Zach got a little excited though. He was like, oh, we could put red lights back here for the Chiefs and blue for the Royals. And I have no idea how we'd get to it. Yeah. We couldn't like, find out where the lights were. <laughs> That was fun. So we've had a really entertaining week of house shopping, I think. Um, looked at a couple more uh, yesterday. Oh, not yesterday because we were the snowstorm. Oh, yesterday there was the snowstorm. We yeah. could not do anything yesterday. So I tried. It was like hard, almost no visibility yesterday driving around. It was scary. Um, Thursday, we looked at some houses because it was 50 degrees yes. and it was beautiful. <laughs> yes. And then snowstorm. And then today, again, we went and looked at a couple other houses. So we will have um, some more updates on that coming soon. Um, next, I know what you guys are waiting for is we have some questions for Becky. And we just wanted to let you hear it from a pro. I know you guys... Are, are listening to us and we're the experts or whatever, <laughs> but um, usually good to have someone that actually is a professional in this business to answer some of these questions. So we have Becky here and we have a list of questions that you guys have sent in. I want to start with one from um, my little sister, which is a ridiculous question because we haven't bought a house yet, Jenna. Um. But her question was, um, what is the average Uber from our neighborhood? I think the best way to answer this is it depends on the neighborhood. Depends on the neighborhood. <laughs> and it going? depends on what time of day you're do taking your Uber. Yeah. So, <laughs> and how far you're going. How far are you going? The, I mean, the cheapest ones we even not going that far is like six, seven bucks around yeah. here. And then I think we went to Knuckleheads. That was like. 12, 15 bucks, maybe it wasn't too bad. North of downtown yeah. or east of downtown. Yeah. Um, I think, you know, we're looking to stay in the city. So our Uber prices are staying low. <laughs> Jenna. <laughs> no $40 Ubers from Johnson County. Unless it's like New Year's or yeah. something. Or unless you're Ubering to the Chiefs game. My aunt actually asked about that as well. How far to Arrowhead Stadium, but also depends on where we're where we're buying. That's so true. um but not super far. I think pretty similar from most of the neighborhoods we're looking at. Um, the next one came through actually one of the groups that I'm in on Facebook called City Girl Savings, and it teaches young people budgeting. And this was a question from one of the members there. And she said, what is some advice for purchasing your first home on your own by yourself. When is the best time? Is renting out part of it to pay for part of it a good option? How much should you put down? Well, and I loved this question um, because um, I think actually uh, it's, it'd be a great idea if for a young person um, bought their house and then had some roommates yeah. um, to help pay for the mortgage. Um, the trick to that is you can't use the rental income 
um, as part of of a mortgage. You're you buying. Ha- you yeah. have to you have to be able to afford the mortgage on your own. But if you can do that, um, and then have um, roommates help supplement your income, mm-hmm. um, I think that's a brilliant idea. You might as well let somebody else pay for your mortgage. Yeah, they're paying for your house. So <laughs> yeah. So um, frankly, I've worked with a couple. Um, uh, young buyers that have done that. And, and I just think it's a fantastic idea. Um, so the question also there was how much um, uh, can you put down? And it, that that's really a discussion you have with your lender. But surprisingly, it's a lot less than most people think. So I yeah. think um, people just assume they have to have 20% down, mm-hmm. but there are enough programs out there where you can do um, FHA is um, three and a half percent. I know mm-hmm. there's conventional loans that'll do three percent, mm-hmm. um, but I mean you you have to add a little bit more into your um, mortgage payment. Yeah, um, for a short amount of time. For a short amount of mm-hmm. time, which is um, PMI um, or MI, MIP mortgage insurance payment or. I don't know. Can you explain what that is? Well, that's basically, so until until you have 20% of equity in your house, um, the lender wants that little bit of extra cushion so that if something does default on it, they have built up some extra payments just in case. Until you get to that. Until you get to that point. So what's interesting is that the market can, um, there's two, two different ways to get to that, that equity. One is you pay it down and the other is the market increase. So as you've seen, this market is stronger. Um, you can, um, quickly get to 20%, um, in a shorter amount of time. Mm -hmm. So if you put 5% down, Mm -hmm. maybe it only takes you, you know, five years, um, to get to that, to that point by paying down, the mortgage, but also because the market increases. Yeah. At that point, um, you you need to contact the lender and probably have an appraisal done mm-hmm. and to, to prove that there's a twenty percent equity. Mm-hmm. Um, if you <clears throat> if you don't know what the market is, usually it's just those those years adding up where you you've earned the twenty percent. Right. So you have to be a little proactive to investigate. Um, how much your home yeah. is actually worth. They're yeah. not going to come to you and say, hey, quit paying us extra money. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> that's exactly right. And that's so. actually what Zach and I are doing. We are planning on putting 3 to 5% down and pl- paying a PMI or mortgage insurance until we get to 20% of our home equity. Yeah, It helps us have more cash on hand after we buy the home um, to not put it. So if you don't want to drain your entire savings account, okay. that's one of the options. Right. And with ca- cost of housing now, it's hard, I think, for most people to have 20% down in cash unless yeah. you sold a house previously or yeah. really good at saving, have really good jobs, yes. don't go do anything. Well, it's interesting. <laughs> it's an interesting market. I've been surprised how many people are, are cash buyers. Um, that is interesting. There's extreme. I mean, there's lots of cash buyers. I would say the majority are less than less than 20% down. So it's not a, it's it's an obtainable dream. So. Yeah. <laughs> so, but yes. That was a great question. Yes. I and I really liked the one about gosh, yeah, if you're young. The other thing on that um on the rental thing is you're helping out a friend or yeah. a person where rent are so expensive anymore. Mm-hmm. So 
to, it could be a win-win yeah. for all parties. Yeah. And I actually did this um, for a short period of time. You just, um, my out. advice for roommates is never live with your best friend. Always live with someone. And that's true for me because my best friends are so different than I am. Um, but you should live with someone that has the same cleanliness values as you <laughs> and the same hours, you know, as not working hours, but waking hours. So they're not up at like, you know, four o'clock in the morning when you have to work at eight the next day or something like that. I think it's good to find common ground with your roommate and necessarily your friends don't necessarily have that common ground with you. <laughs> so, um, and also didn't you share an article, uh, buying young is a really, uh, great way to, um, invest now. Yeah. Yeah. So yeah. I don't think that, there's like a certain age, but I think people are scared of it by that 20%. Yeah. So it's just investigating and it's connecting you with the right lender and starting and asking questions. And, and, um, um, a lot of people are out there to help. So yeah, definitely. I found it to be much easier than I ever thought it was going to be. So that's good. <laughs> I think Zach thinks it's pretty easy yeah. too. I guess I could have probably done it a long time ago on my own, but Yeah. I don't know. There's something to be said for running too. Yeah. When you're younger. Yeah. Yeah. And if you are going to have roommates, probably don't tell them what your mortgage is so you can get a decent rent out of them. <laughs> True. If, if you're a smidge under market rate on your rent, that shouldn't be a problem. Yeah. The market rate in Kansas City is going up very quickly. Yeah. Rental markets. Whew. Yeah. I think the best way to do that would be to scope out average rents in your area and and know that they're not getting like a whole one bedroom apartment to themselves. So you have to knock some money off for that as well. But do some research on that end as well to know how much you would be charging your roommate. Yeah, good one. Um, this is another one. Can I buy a new home and sell my current home at the same time? Yes. Definitely. Yes, you can. <laughs> um, and there's, there's different ways of kind of managing that. So, um, for example... Uh, again, another lender question, but there's a bridge loan. So if you've sold your house, if you found a house that you love and you haven't put yours on the market, but you need um, you need the proceeds to it, you can usually get, it's called a bridge loan. And um, so, and a lender is going to explain this much better than I would, <laughs> but but they you can get your mortgage and then um, pay a smidge more. And then once you, you sell the your other house, um, you can shift those funds into the first house or That's excuse great. me, into the second house. Yeah. So then the other thing is, is, um, you know, if, if that's not the direction you go, you can certainly, um, put your house on the market and, um, then maybe ask for, um, a longer close. Mm -hmm. Um, uh, so that maybe you have a chance to go out and find a house. So, um, it is definitely a seller's market, so you have a little bit more power, um, but things are also not, so things are moving also fairly quickly. <laughs> so, so I mean, odds are, are pretty good. Um, yeah. Every time the market changes, it, it would be a different question of how you would manage something like that. Mm -hmm. So a lot of times, you know, several years ago, I would have said, no, let's get your house sold before we find you. Yeah, it would be a lot but riskier. But now I would be like, yeah, no, you'll probably be fine. <laughs> So. And you also like, I guess you can't be quite as picky if you're, if you've already sold your home and you're buying. Well, because you might not be able to find 
if you're on limited time, I guess it's a little bit more time constraint, but not. You know, because you're that second home, you do tend to want to be a little bit more picky. Right. And so, um, I don't know. It's just kind of, you just have to, I wish I could say there's an exact yeah. answer for that. <laughs> I can tell you on any of these questions, there is no exact answer to anything. Right. <laughs> it's just experience. Um, and so it, it's all very, everything's manageable. Yeah. So. And that's something that Becky's been um, telling us through this whole process is that we have to look at every home and every situation in a unique way. Um you know, the days on the market, the quality of the finishes on the inside versus in the neighborhood and the location and the seller and what they're asking and all of this different stuff goes into, um, especially the offer that you're making. So every situation is unique. And I think in real estate, that's definitely true. Yes. (laughs) Oh, yes. Um. I'll ask Zach this one first before you answer, Becky. How many homes should I see before making an offer? All of them. (laughs) (laughs) No, no, sometimes you walk into a house and you just know right away if you want to make an offer or not. Um, I go by my gut a lot, too. More than I thought you would. Yeah. I thought you were going to be more of the bullet point, bullet point, bullet point, but you're definitely more of the emotional pull than I thought you would be. Uh-huh. Well, and that's, what's interesting. I either research everything till it's too late or just go by my gut. There's no in between. <laughs> <laughs> uh, and, and he's right. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so I have worked with, um, I've sold the fourth house, which I've shown somebody on the first day and that completely took me by surprise. Mm -hmm. Um, And then I've also worked with people for over four years. Mm -hmm. So um, silly boy. And fortunately (laughs) the one that took four years, um, we became great friends. Yeah. I can imagine (laughs) you spend a lot of time together. Bill's saying hi everyone on the podcast. He's actually barking at people on the street. (laughs) People on the street. Um, so here's a good question, and we might have touched on it earlier, but I think it's a good one to go into a little bit more depth on. Um, how do I know if a property is a good deal slash what do you think the seller will accept as a fair price? Those two kind of go together, I think. Is that a, okay? For yeah. That me, um, I have, there's not an exact answer <laughs> to that. Um because again, every every transaction is different. So, and how yeah. you approach it is different. How long has it been on the market? Um, lately, it things that have been on on the market, um, it's usually asking or above, which is kind of surprising. Um, my goal, though, is when we work together, is let's get you into enough houses mm-hmm. so that you can go by your gut and um, be like, okay, we've seen this. We know that that went for that price. We know how this, how quickly that moved. We know the condition so mm-hmm. that when you walk in, you are able to be able to make a fat, quicker decision than, um, than when you had first started. So I, there's a lot of groundwork that needs to be laid first. Yeah. And then once, then you build from there. I do think we're much more experienced than a month ago when we started oh, yeah. this process. Yeah. Um, we know quicker if we 
don't want a house and we can leave it and yeah. not waste time there. And I think we know, I think we're just a little bit more comfortable in making those decisions after, like Zach said, seeing all of them. Yeah. <laughs> and we are. We see all of them. Yeah. I mean, I, I was like, oh, I don't think I need to like see all of them. But now that we have started seeing basically anything that looks interesting in the price range, I think it's yeah. helped for sure. Yeah. It's definitely been a good part of the process, whether it's a, Sometimes it feels like a waste of time, you know, when you're going into all of these houses, but I know. And I don't, I don't want to force somebody to, to do that. Um, but you, again, you just, you never know. Yeah. And that's the thing. And, and something I think you've discovered is that, um, the pictures don't always tell you the story. Oh, no. So, um, <laughs> some, and it can work both ways. So, um, good mm -hmm. pictures and you walk in and you're like, Oh, that's not, that's not what I thought. Mm -hmm. Um, but also, People take bad pictures. You walk in, and it can be a real gem. So, mm -hmm. like yeah. when you met me. Yeah. Mm -hmm. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> That's all we'll say on that subject. <laughs> I will say the first picture I ever saw of Zach because we met on Tinder um, was a picture. He had his eyes kind of like bright, but not happy. Like wide, but scary wide I don't know and then he had like his face shaved except for his mustache and um he looked a little bit I think he even had like a white tee on or something he looked a little bit like a serial killer That's exactly what I was going for um oh. <laughs> and I don't really get the girls yeah <laughs> and now I'm like okay well he he looked like Freddie Mercury really but oh. That's awesome. Like, but like at the time, no one, Freddie Mercury but is really top of picture, mind right now. So matched the description in my, about me. Is Your about me was funny. very funny. That's the only reason I swiped right on you. <laughs> I was like, he's funny. <laughs> well, I landed with the guy that I didn't, I would have passed by. Really? Oh, yeah. Scott's a cutie. He, just, he is a cutie. But I mean, had we met in high school, yeah, no way. But, yeah, you know, time and adds, yeah, yeah, experience, experience. I know, and being more <laughs> open, and yeah, and he made me laugh. Yeah, that's so. a good quality. Zach makes me laugh sometimes. He makes me laugh a lot. <laughs> His humor is overrated. <laughs> According kidding. to some jokes that don't land on social media, it is. <laughs> uh, I like your social media humor. Sometimes I have to come home and be like, what was that joke you posted? I don't, I don't get it. <laughs> Can you explain it to me? <laughs> um, here's another one. How quickly can I close after making an offer? Bill, um, that, um, probably 30 to 40 days with a loan. If you have a loan, yeah. um, what you want to do in that time period. So, um, since we're still in the search process, we haven't really talked about phase two. So mm -hmm. once you have, once you have negotiated the first, your offer, then you have um, 10 days for inspections. And during that time period, you have, um, you also need to be in touch with your uh, insurance company mm -hmm. so that you kind of can get some things um, figured out in that time period. So also in that same time, you need to be um, getting things moving forward with your lender. So your lender is going to ask you for a whole bunch of stuff. And you mm -hmm. may have already given that to them up front, but there may be other things. So that's that 
once you have the effective date, which is the negotiated contract, that's come from contract to close is a whole nother dynamic. And so getting those inspections, redoing a renegotiation, getting your insurance um, figured out and getting your loan started. So, but in that time period could be 30 to 40 days. And how do you get a loan started? Well, you um, contact a lender and um, they will run the background check on you and run your credit score and you're going to provide all of your financials to them, whatever they may be, and um, they will um, uh, see what you can afford. Um, and that's kind of how that, that plays out. Yeah. Okay, just a few more questions for Becky, and then we'll let her go. Um, <laughs> one of the last ones is, to me, sounds like a no-brainer, but I think it's a good one to touch on in case anyone's thinking about buying a home, especially by themselves, um, and maybe even trying to speed up the process or things like that. Um, should I get a home inspection? Yes. <laughs> yes, yes, yes. Um, that to me, when I was buying my first home, was sort of a sticker shock thing, like how expensive it is up front. And that's part of the cash up front that right. you need. But I, why would you not? Save you money in the long run. Yeah. Yes. <laughs> yes. To me, it's probably probably the most important thing that you can do in the buying process. Um, okay, and I'm going to touch on this. Because this market is so fast... Um, there is, there are different addendums or amendments that people can offer along with that would be, um, that they would accept the, accept the property as is, um, or you can still do inspections and accept the property as is, meaning that if you don't like what you see, you can walk away. Um, but generally you have a chance to do inspections and then you go through that renegotiation period. I think inspections are the are the best money that you can spend in the entire transaction. So it lets you know exactly what you're getting into. Um, it can let you know, kind of creates a honey-do list. Um, if there's something that um, uh, you you are uncomfortable with, it is your one way out of the contract. Mm -hmm. so, it's stuff that you wouldn't be able to normally look at right, when you're viewing right, a home. Right. Like you're not necessarily climbing up into the attic. Exactly. But or, your inspector will. Yes. And they're going to open, they're going to test all the outlets, they're going to test the windows, they're going to test all the mechanicals, um, they'll look at the roof. Um, but then you also have inspectors uh, that come in um, and do experty things, like a sewer scope is now one of the most common mm -hmm. um, in the area, especially within the 435 corridor. Um, if you think that our infrastructure is at least 100 plus years old, mm -hmm. what's going to from your house to that city street mm -hmm. is probably 100 years. I mean, in, yeah. in some of these houses. So, some of the housing plumbing is yeah. updated, but not necessarily from the house to the actual right. city. And so, um, yeah. and there's ways that you manage that. There's sewer line insurance that can be put on and um, uh, things that need to be um Anyway, yes, yeah. I, I am adamant about um, inspections. Um, I think they're they're very important. Another good one is a termite inspection. Termite, um, radon. Radon, definitely. Um, termite, radon, your whole house inspector, uh, roof, chimney. Mm -hmm. um, 
sewer line. Those are the six major ones. Um, mm -hmm. If there's some others that could possibly come come up, um, asbestos, mold. Um, generally, we I generally you start with a whole house inspection and let the expert call out if he thinks that there we need to follow up with with something. A specialist. Yeah. yeah. So. Um, and then how much would someone expect to pay for like a whole house inspection? Generally a whole house is ranges between about 350 to 500. Um, sewer line is about 175 to 200. Ooh, the sewer line inspection is really interesting because they put a video camera in your sewer. Mm -hmm. um, and they will give you like the DVD yeah. of what they've recorded afterwards. Yeah. So it's like a wedding video. You can rewatch it over yes. and over again. As often as you want. <laughs> See what's been splashed. It doesn't, doesn't it leave. Like the bowels of your home. <laughs> Literally. Literally. So, yeah. Those are fun. Um, the termite one wasn't super expensive, I don't think. Uh, it's about 75. 75 bucks. Um, I think the mold one was the most shocking in price. So mold can be an expensive um, uh, inspection. You gotta that, really dig in there to find it. Yeah. So, and then, yeah, it can. It's also expensive to get rid of mold. <laughs> I used to do that, mold remediation. You, okay. Did you? And so there's, you know, there's different kinds of mold. Some yeah. are more harmful than others. Like black mold is much more harmful than regular mold, but I have a severe mold allergy. So, um, I'm pretty sensitive to it. And, um, knowing that ahead of time is really helpful for me. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> I'm also allergic to dogs and cats, but that hasn't stopped me from being <laughs> a pet mom. So, <laughs> and everything essentially dairy, grass, <laughs> bad jokes bad jokes <laughs> they make me sneeze um so last question that i have is when can i back out if i want to change my mind like you said it's a fast market people are putting offers on homes left and right to see if they can get in there um what if i have severe buyer's remorse and i want to return it <laughs> <laughs> your inspections are your way out. Yeah. So um, the the contract is is um, very buyer friendly. Yeah. So um, and um, if there's anything on the inspection report um, that you're uncomfortable with, that could be that's your chance to to get out of the contract. Yeah. So. And if I'm having severe buyer's remorse and the inspection comes back fairly clean, but it says like leaky faucet or something like that, I can use that as a way out. You can use it. Yep. I think that's, I think that's pretty nice because yeah. you have, you have to do the inspections within 10 days yep. normally after yes. making, after solidifying the offer. Um so then you have 10 days that you've got to sit on it and think about what you're doing before you even go into the inspection process. So that's like a little safety net for you. Yeah. But you get to lose that cash up front. You do. You do. And yeah. it's, you are making a, a, a small investment. Yeah. So, um, but you would get your earnest deposit back, mm -hmm. but you have to get everybody to sign off on, on um, the, on that part of the contract. So yeah. both the buyer and the seller need to sign off in order for you to get the earnest deposit. But most likely the seller just wants to move on and, and um, um, 
to start the process again, get their house back on the market. Yeah, because so. every day that you're not on the market is a potential loss right. in money. So if not, then you got to go to arbitration or whatever yeah. too. And you're your and you're continuously paying your mortgage that whole yeah. time, still because you haven't sold it. So talk about a earnest deposit a little bit. Well, earnest deposit generally it's about one percent of um, uh, of the, the sales price. Mm-hmm. So basically, it's the seller is putting up their house, mm-hmm. and you're putting up um, some money mm-hmm. so that everybody has a little skin in the game, mm-hmm. and that kind of holds that property off the market mm-hmm. so that so while you're getting your inspections and and while you're getting all those other pieces and parts um, done completed. Um, to go to closing, mm-hmm. that the earnest deposit is is set in place. The earnest deposit is then applied to the to the um, the basic to the purchase price. So yeah. if if you had a price of three hundred thousand dollar house, mm-hmm. you put three percent down. Then um, then you also have whatever cash down you're putting, and then whatever um, uh, the loan is for. But that three thousand, so you're only then bringing. Two hundred ninety-seven thousand. Right. So, yeah, I think that makes sense. Okay. It's just to say, like, here we really want this house. Hang with us for a minute. Yeah. <laughs> while we get so these inspections so you're not getting done. Tire pickers. Yeah. 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 That makes sense. That makes sense. Um, any? Do you have anything, Zach? I don't think so. I think we've covered a lot in this episode. Yeah. Do you have anything? Nope. Thank you. I think you've done quite well. Um, <laughs> you're managing this market. Um, it's very challenging. And so I, I appreciate you, um, being open-minded to it. Yeah. We appreciate your patience with us. Oh, absolutely. <laughs> uh, we, if you, um, have spent much time with Zach and I are not, I mean, we're decision makers, I would say, but we're not, um, I would say we're both just very flexible. Um, And so sometimes that makes the process a little bit more difficult, I think. I mean, it makes it easier as well as difficult. Um, Becky will, after seeing a house, how did you like it? And we're both just like, yeah, it was good. (laughs) Zach will be like, it's okay. (laughs) Okay, so should we keep looking or are we going to buy it or what? (laughs) So um, Becky's very patient with us. (laughs) It's a virtue. Um, so if you like what you heard, make sure you subscribe and share the podcast. Thank you for joining us for episode four. Um, if you follow us on social at bar shopping, you can, um, send us messages or questions or whatever, and we'll try to get those answered for you. And, um, thank you for joining us and thank you, Becky, for being our guest. This was fun. Thank you. (laughs) Yay.